G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Coming up today on The Story. It's ironic, you know, I started in travel before I was a Christian that it was all about, you know, the holiday, the experience, the the kudos, to now kind of, you know, in the space of, I don't know, 20 years, becoming someone that's focused on getting on a plane and going somewhere so that you can know Jesus better. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, today we have part two of our conversation with Lisa Tarsia. Last time we heard how after becoming a Christian, Lisa decided to use her skills as a travel agent to serve the Lord. Also, we heard about the many times she answered phone calls in the middle of the night in order to help missionaries overseas who desperately needed a flight somewhere because of some emergency. This was all part of the ministry she founded called Mission Travel. This time, Lisa is going to share more of her story, including some of the challenges she's faced being in the travel industry when COVID has changed so much. Once again, Lisa is sitting down and having a chat with Eric Scatterbo in our Melbourne studios. We'll pick up the conversation as Lisa shares why she had to shut down mission travel. Yeah, it was really, really difficult. Uh, as I said, we started doing these um, Holy Land tours to try and you know supplement our our income. But as the world has you know technologically advanced, it's becoming more difficult to compete with the internet. Mm. Um, you know, if people had fairly straightforward trips, it's just just as easy to go online and book it and then not pay for the person's time and expertise. Mm-hmm. So commercially, it was becoming more uh, untenable, mm-hmm. to be honest. Very, very difficult decision. Lots more tears. Mm. <laughs> more tears. <laughs> more tears. But yeah, it was a decision that we had to make and... We started. So what we did was we moved the Holy Land type trips out of Mission Travel, and I started a new brand in 2019 called Sela. And Sela was all about discipleship type travel, where you're going to the Holy Land, and you're, you know, as a Christian, you're going there not to tick off a list of I've been to Jerusalem, I've been to Jericho. It's about transforming how you read the Bible. Mm. Uh, one of our tour leaders has this wonderful saying that you go on a on a tour like that to the Holy Land and your Bible reading goes from black and white to colour hmm. because and I'm a terrible person to sit next to at church because if you know they're reading something I go I've been there oh, you should see it it's amazing it's it's still in the same place it's in amazing condition. Here, I'll get my phone out and show you some pictures. No one wants to sit next to me at church. <laughs> <laughs> but the point being that it's become personal to you. Yeah. I know that spot. Well, yeah. What we think was yeah, that spot. That's right. Yeah, that's well, we, right. Yeah, what we think is that spot. And and the whole idea of that is, you know, moving away from – it's ironic, you know, the, the how I started in travel before I was a Christian, that it was all about, you know, the holiday, the experience, mm-hmm. the, the kudos. I don't think Instagram existed back then. Nope, but nope. If it did, I would have had a very impressive Instagram <laughs> profile. Yeah, yeah. To now kind of, you know, in the space of, I don't know, 20 years, becoming someone that's focused on getting on a plane and going somewhere so that you can know Jesus better or you can know the word 
better mm-hmm. um, and that it, it increases uh, your knowledge and understanding and love for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if someone had said that that's what I would be doing in my 40s when I was dancing on tabletops <laughs> after work in my 20s, I would have said, you're crazy. Mm. But that's that's what happened. So for you, when you went to the Holy Land, did it help your faith? Oh, enormously. Um, it, oh, it's really hard to put into words. It's very different for everyone. It's a mm. very personal experience. The areas that I was really touched by were the ones that are probably least Uh, touched by man. So what I mean is getting on a wooden boat and sailing out into the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Mm, Yeah. More tears. Oh, I'm (laughs) envious. I'd love to see this. Overwhelmed by being on the Sea of Galilee. Mm -hmm. And if you've read the Gospels, you know that Jesus went across it so many times Mm -hmm. and had to get in a boat to preach because of the crowds that were just so fascinated and, and enamored by Jesus and how different he was. So to go and sit out on that sea hmm. uh, was incredibly special. And also the Garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. Wow. How did that touch you? Well, the, just the olive trees in that garden are about a 1,000 years old, so mm. they're not the original. So much history. But it's just, yeah. yeah. And that was, a, that was a critical time for Jesus. That was a mm. – Oh, yeah. That was the, you know – take this cup from me kind of situation, Mm -hmm. sweating blood moment. And it just, you know, if you love the Bible and you really um, have spent time uh, thinking about what Jesus was going through on our behalf Mm. in that very place, how could you not? How yeah. can you not be moved? Yeah. And they're pretty know? sure this was the spot. Yeah, they're very they're very confident that the Garden of Gethsemane is the real deal. We know it's if not the exact spot, but it's, it's the Holy Land. It's well, it's, it's yeah. even geographically. You know, you, you you read in the Gospels about um, the Mount of Olives. Well, the Mount of Olives is literally across the street oh, okay. from yeah. the Garden. Mm-hmm. You know, it all, it all makes sense. In. It mm-hmm. all fits in. Yeah, it's and of course, remarkable. the wall, the Wailing Wall. Yeah, which the Western is Wall, part of the the Temple. Yep. Yep. I mean, all this history. Yeah, it's incredible. It's It really enriches the Word of God. Now, the name of that ministry, Sila. Sila, yeah. What's the story behind that name? So, Sila is a word that's found in the Bible. It's mostly in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. And when David wrote a Psalm, he would write a verse, and then on the right-hand side, he would write Sila. And the idea of Sila was to stop and to just take a moment, so an intentional pause from the music of the psalm. Hmm. So we like the idea of Selah being that you go to the Holy Land and you have a Selah moment or you have an intentional pause. You have that moment on the Sea of Galilee on a boat. You have that moment amongst the olive trees in the Garden of Gethsemane, standing at the Western Wall at the temple entrance, uh, and you just have a moment where you allow God through the Spirit and the Word that you've already tucked away in your mm-hmm. heart uh, to minister to you. So we want people to go on these trips and have those Selah moments and then come back just a little closer to God, a little a little calmer, a little, mm-hmm. yeah, more kind of mature in their faith as a result of it, that it's not just a... I want to go there and tick off the mm-hmm. bottom, you know the things off the list. Not just tourism. Yeah. Now you loved mission travel, that came to an end. Then you started this new ministry, Sila, mm-hmm. discipleship traveling. Mm-hmm. But that's come to a pause. Oh yes, not an end, but a, a pause. Yeah, an intentional pause. 
kind of like a what pandemic-induced intentional yes, pause. Well, the pandemic had many impacts <laughs> on your life because, yeah. unfortunately, after going through all this, the service for the Lord, mm. you went through a challenging period yeah. of your life. Yeah, very much so. So, yeah, it sort of happened before the pandemic. Um, I had my brother died. Mm. He had uh, multiple sclerosis, and he he was younger than me, so that was mm. really that was really difficult. Uh, and then my marriage ended, mm. and that was devastating. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it was those other events or just uh, you know my age and stage in life, but then I experienced a period of deep depression. Mm. Never had a depressive day in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm a very happy, um, jovial, enthusiastic person. So to be in a position where I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning, mm. I couldn't see any purpose in what I was doing, I found my children to be a burden, um, I really went to the bottom and mm. I don't know It's I, I don't know how it happened. It just mm. happened. And it felt like all the walls were coming in and I didn't have any ammunition to fight back. I was just a complete broken mess. Uh, And that's before the pandemic hit. (laughs) Yeah, so you're feeling pretty low because of all the reasons you've mentioned. Yeah. And then a worldwide pandemic Mm. comes and traveling screeches to a halt. Yeah. The thing that you love. Yeah, that's right. On top of everything else you're going through. Yeah. So, yeah, I felt really stripped back. Um, I think that I was sort of getting well from a mental health point of view. I was coming out of that uh, at the end of 2019, early 2020. So things were kind of looking up when the pandemic hit. Mm. And so I guess I was, you know, potentially at a crossroads where I thought I'm going to go back to where I was and I, and I, and I may not get back up mm. from this. So the pandemic, it could have broken me mm. and I would never have gotten back up. Yeah, That's, I mean – if we stop and pause here and look at your life at this point, you had given so much, I mean, <laughs> financially, but also of your life, answering phone calls at three in the morning, all of this, and yet you found yourself in a dark place. Mm. You could have, it would be understandable if you said, hey, you know, all this serving the Lord didn't work out for me. Yeah. I'm walking away from all this. Yeah. But yet God knows your heart, yeah. knows what you're going through. Yeah. And at that kind of crossroads he was there for you. He was. And I and I remember someone saying, even before I was diagnosed with depression, someone else had – I'd heard the testimony of someone that had depression who said, when you're depressed, you don't even have the ability to read the Bible. You don't have mm. the ability to invest in it and to do the investing whilst you can. So read the Bible. If, you, if, if there's listeners out there that have got the ability and the capacity to read the Bible – Read the Bible Mm -hmm. because there might be a day that comes that you can't. Mm. And so it was great to be able to draw on that. But, again, it wasn't enough. I hadn't read the Bible. I I don't think I'd read the entire Bible intentionally from start to finish in that first 20 years of being a Christian. Sounds like you were pretty busy. I was pretty busy. (laughs) (laughs) So having that time where the business had stopped, where everything had stopped, I read the Bible. I read the Bible in 2019 from front to back, Mm. and I did it again recently. I had, you know, in all those lockdown seasons, Mm. Yep, here in Melbourne, where we're recording this. Yes, We we, had a lot of lockdowns. We had more lockdowns lockdowns than anybody else. Correct. So I had more time in the Bible than Mm. the average person on the earth. 
Um, and it was just wonderful to just immerse in a book or in a theme. Um, I really invested and, and I'm not saying it to, you know, boast about it. I just mm. – it just happened. I don't know how it happened. Um, but it sounds like that was probably the best thing for you. It was incredible. It was incredible. It was the most excellent season. Um, you know, I had, as a travel agent, I'd always envisaged that if I took self-imposed long service leave, I'd be walking the Camino in Spain <laughs> yeah. and I'd be, you know, on yeah. a ship in Turkey, you know, bare boat yachting through the – the Turkish islands, and here I am in suburban Melbourne. I'm not allowed to go further than five kilometres from my yard. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, you would think that would make a travel agent, somebody who loves yeah. to travel in general, crazy. Yeah. So it wasn't the sabbatical that I had dreamed of. Yep. But it was actually better. Is that right? Yeah, it really was. Because? Because I had time to invest in my faith and time mm. with God and time to just really understand. God's word, really understand what it meant to pray, to minister to other people, mm. cook meals for other people. Um, it's been, yeah, it's been incredible mm. and I would never have guessed it. I think I've heard you say in the past, if you can't change your circumstances, what comes next? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> I thought, I thought, I'm like, hey, she'll get, she'll bail me out. She'll tell me. <laughs> If you can't change your circumstances, then change yourself or something like that or or work on yourself. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was it. It was something very wise. Yeah. But the meaning being behind it all that, yeah, sometimes your circumstances are out of your control. We are all in circumstances that were out of our control with the pandemic and limitations. Yes. And I think also the things that you thought were important to you are really not that important. You know, Mm. like- Traveling has been a huge part of my life. I could even say it's possibly been an idol, you know, like mm. it's just been such an integral part of bringing me joy. Mm-hmm. And to have that taken away overnight mm. where we literally could not leave our neighbourhood, Yeah, um, I had to deal with that. And, and how did you deal with it? Um, by the grace of God, I just, by focusing on God's word, I could see the bigger picture. Mm. That, you know, and also, you know, in heaven and the new heaven and the new earth, man, we're going to be traveling. It's going to be Mm. amazing. Um, All the different things that we'll see and the colors and the birds and the streets of gold. Yeah, all these places you've been uh, won't hold a candle to what we'll be seeing. Exactly. Exactly that. So I just think that it's been, the the pandemic has taught me that it's actually about relationships, Mm. um, you know, and it's not necessarily, you know, I've gotten to know my neighbours mm-hmm. better yep, than I have, yeah. you know, in years. and um, Just a slower pace of life. Yeah. I've, I've found that I've actually got an inner introvert that I didn't even know existed. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'll go out for dinner with friends now and I'm like, I just want to go home. <laughs> well, I, I do remember <laughs> the first time kind of getting out of a lockdown. You're like, oh, it takes so much energy yes. to talk to other people. Yes. As if it's kind of like, can we go back to just being quiet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is completely strange. Yeah. But it has really reinforced that relationships and love and those sorts of things are outside of time and space, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. What's and really important in life. It really has dumbed it right down in a great way mm-hmm. that, that that's what's the most important thing. And therefore, it's actually helped me not mourn too deeply mm-hmm. 
the loss of a business. You know, I had to sell my office, I had to sell my house, you know, like money's just evaporated before my very eyes. Um, I've been working in, you know, in shops and selling cookware and candles and oh, doing... so on a practical level, you still had to survive. I had to survive. Yeah. I'm a single parent now. I've got to feed my kids. Yeah. So you you got to do what you got to do. And none of those things bothered me. Like it was... Wait, wait, wait. So you go from the jet set <laughs> to working casual... Yep. In a, in a store. Department store or something. Yeah. Yep. Quite a Which change. actually I really loved. You're listening to The Story. Our guest today is once again Lisa Tazia, who has used her skills as a travel agent to serve the Lord in so many ways. We'll hear more about the challenges she's faced in life, including how COVID has changed everything in the travel industry. All that and more is coming up when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. Today, our guest is once again Lisa Tazia, who, as we've been hearing, has used her skills as a travel agent to serve the Lord in a variety of ways. Next, we'll hear more of Lisa's story and some of the challenges she's been going through. So you had this kind of spiritual growth Mm. period, Mm. kind of a... I was going to say self-inflicted, but not (laughs) self-inflicted, inflicted upon you, period of being still and knowing that he is God Mm. and inner reflection and studying the Bible and getting to know the Lord better. Now, obviously you're still doing that as a Christian, Yes, but you have a new chapter in your life. I do. So I've just started working for OM, which is a wonderful mission organization. Operation Mobilization is the acronym. And so it's sort of a bit of full circle in that I'm back in the mission field again. So that's a ministry, and what do they specialize in? They specialize in sharing the gospel with the unreached. So uh, we have OM missionaries in Ukraine Mm -hmm. uh, that have been there for 28 and 11 years respectively, and they're on the ground Mm -hmm. and they're ministering and they're not leaving. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been really humbling and... Uh, amazing. So once again, see. you're supporting missionaries. Yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of come back to what you were doing before. Exactly. It's quite amazing. You just didn't have to buy their tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually started booking their tickets. Oh, well, there you go. Once a travel agent, always a travel agent. <laughs> yes. yeah. So yeah, it's it's lo- it's lovely to be able to you know use something that you're so passionate about mm-hmm. in a different way. Again, I didn't think that this would be something that. I would be doing, but God opened the door and I just felt like I should step into it and it's proven to be a really a good choice. Mm-hmm. They're an amazing organisation and uh, very like-minded people, you know, very prayerful, um, very outward focused, looking looking to partner and mm-hmm. uh, journey with others. So it fits my kind of personality and style really well. Well, looking back on... Your journey. I mean, you've come so far from God tugging your heart on that mm. beach mm. in South Africa, which 
incidentally, is one of your favorite places. Oh, indeed. <laughs> so from that point to Mission Travel, the Missions Travel Agency, to CELA, to working for OM now, what do you think are some of the takeaways from the journey that God's had you on? It's oh, a good and very big question. Um, the thing that comes to mind is that as a, a self-proclaimed, fairly independent, you know, reliable, capable woman, mm -hmm. learning to take my hand off the wheel mm -hmm. has been a really big, a big lesson for me. Well, having it forced off the wheel with yeah. the pandemic, is that kind of what you're well, getting at? Yeah, but also you can still try, people still try mm -hmm. and control their mm -hmm. outcomes even when things are out of their control. Mm. I've learned that living each day, not thinking too far ahead, mm. trying to be more present in the moment, mm -hmm. uh, in the mm -hmm. day, mm -hmm. and starting the day well with prayer and uh, a time of devotion and reading the Bible and often finishing the day in the same way um, has equipped me. I've become a different person. Mm. People say to me, you are a completely different person. In what way? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're different. Well, I think I'm more, I'm calmer. Mm. I'm more at peace mm -hmm. because my hand is off the wheel. Mm. And I know that Jesus' hands are on the wheel and he's a better driver than me. Mm. He's, he's a more trustworthy driver than me. And it's actually, I didn't think I would ever make a very good passenger in my own life. I thought <laughs> I'd be a really good driver. But it's changed my personality. Mm. It's changed my Because you are, by your personality, you're a, a mover and a shaker. I oh, mean, totally. Make things Absolute happen. Absolute go-getter. Yeah. So this whole thing, this challenge of yeah. COVID and pandemic and everything, yeah. you're learning how to be a passenger and letting God yeah. take control. Yeah. Let go and let God. Yes, very much extent. so. And as you said before, be still and know that I am God. I've not ever been a very good be mm. still person and now I actually crave and intentionally carve out time and I'm very protective of that stillness time. Hmm. Um, I was never I was never like that. God knew what you needed. He really did. He knows what we all need. He does. And yeah, and, and the fact that that's obvious to other people, I can't take credit for any of the transformation that's happened in my life mm -hmm. other than willingly, I guess, to some degree agreeing to take my hands off the wheel. God's done all the work. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to come and talk to someone like you and you're like, oh, you sacrificed so much. And it's like, I I don't see it like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like God has walked with me all the way through my life. Mm -hmm. um, I even look back at, you know, we've all had traumas and things happen to us in our childhood and mm -hmm. and I've revisited those experiences mm -hmm. uh, in, that, in that quiet time in the pandemic. And mm. the circumstances haven't changed, but what I can see now is that Jesus was actually with me the whole time, mm. and that's just changed my ability to trust him better and deeper. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's it's actually really lovely that people say you've changed so much, you know, mm. but it's it's all God's, it's truly all God's doing. I haven't, mm. all I've done is sort of surrender a bit, a mm. bit more than what I probably would have normally. More at peace? Very much at peace. And just full of the joy of the Lord, like just in wonder and awe of God's goodness every day. Like it's just, I love hearing the gospel preached at church mm. every Sunday. I love singing 
at the top of my voice in the car, you know, worship songs. I love going for a walk around my local kind of creek area and listen, listening to uh, the Bible on headphones mm-hmm. or listening to a mm-hmm. really beautiful sermon. Um, God is not just uh, an hour on Sunday and, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's fully present in my life, you know, day after mm-hmm. day, hour after hour, and I think that's where the transformation mm-hmm. has occurred is that I've just let him in. Mm-hmm. On uh, on many levels, and I have a hunch that when you do begin to travel again, that you'll see things in kind of a fresher way and have a new thankfulness for everything. Absolutely. What do you think? Absolutely, yeah. And one of the things I've really missed is my uh, you know partners that I work with in Israel and Greece, and th- they've suffered enormously. Mm. You know, they don't yeah. have a government that's giving them JobKeeper. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. if 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 their tours stop, their income stops, and there's yeah. no there's no plan B. But yeah, I think those Sela moments are a lot more pr- uh, you know more regular and more present in my mm. life, and so I think the way that I travel will indeed be different. A little bit deeper. Mm. Much deeper. Lisa Tazia, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. My pleasure. That was Eric Scadabo chatting with Lisa Tazia, who's now the Development Manager for Operation Mobilisation, otherwise known as OM. For more information, their website is om.org.au. That's om.org.au. Well, it was great to hear Lisa's life journey and how the Lord's helped her overcome several personal challenges in recent years. One of them, of course, was being in the travel industry when a worldwide pandemic hit and suddenly brought everything to a halt. But as we heard, this forced her to stop and reflect on her life. Also, the saying that Eric and Lisa could not remember is this. If you can't change your circumstances, change your attitude. Sometimes we find ourselves in circumstances beyond our control, but we can always control our attitude towards our circumstances. As we heard, Lisa made the best of it and grew closer to the Lord through it all. It reminds me of another saying, when life gives you lemons make lemonade. Well, thanks for joining us for part two of Lisa Tazia's story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.